we bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? All right, and welcome to Invasion of the Podcast. I am Paul with a good friend of friend, Joe. I am here, yes. And, <laughs> and I, was, I sound a little bit louder. It's true. We, we, you know, we did, some, um, we did some quality control here on Invasion of the Podcast because, you know, you guys requested it. They're like, you know, that Paul guy, he, he sounds okay. A bit loud. So hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm not as loud and hopefully Joe is more loud. It's, it's a little bit of a growing process, so bear with us. I, I was really worried that we couldn't even get to the show because as I was driving over uh, to pick up Joe tonight, I drove through a Thomas Jane-like mist that was covering all oh, of Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I was worried that I was going to get stuck at a grocery <laughs> store with most of the cast of The Walking Dead. And, uh, and, and then we would just have to, I don't know, just declare martial law and, and a Tops. No, Tops isn't around here anymore. And a Dave's. And, you know, I'd just, just probably get shot over some flan. I think you'd be all right if, as long as Marsha Gay Harden wasn't there. Yeah, I'd just be like, I, I would just be like, I, if I see her, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my chances outside. That's, I would, too. <laughs> I would, too. Yeah. I'm out there with Andre. Um, what was his name? Andre uh, Brana, Bronner. Um, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, guy, f- uh, the guy from uh, uh, the Captain Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd be out there with him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So, got some uh, wonderful, great things to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Um, so, let's just dive right into news. News team, assemble! All right. So, what do we got for news? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of news unfolding, obviously, because uh, everything that's been happening this weekend with Avengers and, and, and that stuff. And, and, and you know, the, the summer blockbusters are rolling out, so they're constantly dropping new spoilers. Not spoilers, but basically new news. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, we got some feedback about the spoiler alert <laughs> yes, button. The new that, spoiler alert is a lot more manageable. It sounds, sounds a lot better. <laughs> so spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. There you go. You're welcome, people. You're just like, I can barely hear that. It's like, you're welcome. You know, it scared me. Our volume levels were pretty high when we were recording last time. And and, and I was like, that air horn's pretty loud. Yeah, I I peed a little. (laughs) So, um, uh, news-wise, what do you want to do first? Well, well, what's his um, name? Drew Drew Goddard got taken out uh, the running for Spider-Man. I don't know if uh, any of you guys know... um, Sony had lined up. They, they nothing is ever official, but they always talk. Um, Drew Goddard, who is uh, a writer of thing, uh, Cabin in the Woods, uh, he did uh, the Netflix series Daredevil. Yeah, he was which, the executive producer and wrote a lot of it. Yeah, which is a huge hit. And and they were originally lining him lining him up for the first MCU Disney Marvel Spider Man movie, and and now that he's he's that you know he's not going to do it. So they have a couple of other people lined up, which I mean. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to judge, but um, I, I I still think I'd rather have Drew Goddard. Yeah, absolutely. He he mentored. I don't know if mentor is the right word, but he was part of the the Josh Whedon camp. Which, um, you know, I I'll admit early on I wasn't the big Josh Whedon person, but like Firefly won me over. The intro song still drives me nuts, but the most other Firefly, like, <laughs> you can't take the sky from me. Like, I, I hate that. I hate that song. I, I know you've expressed uh, hatred of that song. I like it. I mean, I love Firefly. I think the theme song's solid, um, but that's just my opinion. Well, you know, actually, you know, that reminds me, like, um, uh, Joe and I used to, to work together at a video store that's no longer around, so throw a dart, you can pick a video store that's not around anymore. Before I worked there, though, I wandered in once, grabbing a copy of Serenity, and you're like, hey. Did you watch Firefly? I was like, yeah, I just, I'm sorry, no. I grabbed a copy of Serenity. Yeah, Firefly's a show. Mm-hmm. And you're like, good. I'm glad you watched all Firefly. You're going to enjoy the movie. And you're absolutely right. It was one of those things where it's like, you, the movie, I'll give Joss Whedon credit. He's really good at being able to tell a self-contained story 
But that whole like one season going up to it really paid off. Yeah. And he had to juggle a lot to make that make sense, which is why he's perfect for the Marvel stuff that happened. Yeah. And I mean, I know we'll probably talk about Firefly later in the future. Not today, but just, you know, that's that's another topic altogether. But yeah, they... I'm two steps away from just talking about how much I love Nathan Fillion at any point in my life. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Nathan but, but yeah, like Drew Goddard, he was part of Buffy. Like he was part of that as well. Mm-hmm. And then like I know he um, directed Cabin in the Woods, which he co-wrote with Joss Whedon, which Cabin in the Woods, if you're not seeing it amazing of just really good genre turning like yeah. just crazy like it shouldn't work but it does so when he was doing daredevil i was on board yeah. watched all of it binge watched it like to the point where it physically hurt me but i'm like i have to keep watching what happens next had hope that he was doing spider-man but evidently there's a list of other directors yeah um tv wise too we've got we've got two uh new seasons starting for um I guess uh, the CW loves iZombie a lot. Uh, I did watch two episodes, and, and it's it's interesting. I, I, I liked it. It's something that I'm going to try to continue watching in whatever time I can make. Um, so I'm happy for them with that. And then um, also uh, PlayStation renewed Powers, which is cool. Uh, I don't know. How is Powers? I didn't get a chance to see that. I, I haven't watched it um, because I, I don't have a PlayStation. Um <laughs> That's, yeah, but but I did read a couple of the issues because I am a big Brian Michael Bendis fan, and who is the gentleman that that wrote the comic and pretty much inspires the show. Cleveland's own Brian Michael Bendis. Yes, Cleveland has a lot of great talent um, that I'm sure we'll talk about. I think we, we talk- know we know Brian Michael Bendis is listening to this right now. So <laughs> hey, we love you. Yeah, he is. You're you're pretty cool. Come back. We miss you. <laughs> no, but like with powers though, it's like um, I, it, that is a whole different thing where it's like you have to own a specific system to watch a show has that ever happened before um no and it's interesting because i think that that media is changing that way uh, much like with the netflix series you know Mm -hmm. um they're basically driving their company with the the original content that they're creating and by original content i mean not community you know (laughs) yahoo um but i love i love community but stop yahoo it's not original um that's true but uh yeah um the the powers is kind of the first thing that they ever did like that. Like Xbox didn't have a TV show that really ran that was big. I don't really know if there was one that ran they, just on Xbox. They hinted it. They wanted to actually make creative, like original content. Like the whole Halo Nightfall was supposed to be like a Halo series that mm-hmm. they're going to work on. And I think that's still happening. I think Spielberg is associated with that somehow. Yeah. But then Microsoft pulled the plug before they really got into the original content. And the only thing they really did was Nightfall. And then that documentary game over about the E.T. games out in the desert, which that's on Netflix, by the way. That's right. Interesting to watch. Yeah, I remember the game over thing, the big talk about that. Or is that landfill, E.T. landfill really out there? We're going to find out. Yeah, it was, um, it was like Al Capone's vaults, but with really crappy four-bit video games. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I but Hirota kept falling into a pit over and over again. <laughs> He couldn't get out. I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's interesting that Sony did this too. And like to to what you said about the uh, the Xbox, you know, and what they had to offer with you know with Halo, which I, I mean I have nothing against Halo. It's great, but I mean you're you're limiting your audience in that sense. I think Powers has a bigger group audience because um, the show is comic booky, yes, but it it. It can draw in more than just those gamers that play Halo, like with the, with with the Xbox was trying yeah. to do with that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but Microsoft's like, hey, we gotta have an, like, we gotta have a Siri clone. We're going to call it Cortana. So good luck if you don't know what that means. You know, so. it's really really funny. Uh, the the Cortana Siri. Uh, what did what did I ask it? There's a there's an Easter egg if you ask it. What is Halo? And she says, Halo is the story of an AI that is assist that, that saves the universe with the assistant of her her manly. Uh, um, that, that's some um, rewriting Master of history Chief. there. Yeah, so good, she, good for Cortana. She she basically gives you the the tale like if you ask the Cortana Siri um, that, <laughs> that that she was the main hero protagonist of but Halo, which funny. I thought was pretty cool. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask real quickly, we we kind of we we grazed right by it, not grazed. We we quickly went by it. Um, we did talk about. Spider-Man and possible directors. Mm-hmm. I did read in passing that one of them is, is it Jared Hess. Jared Hess is one of the ones that they're talking about. Um, if if you Napoleon guys, Dynamite, yes, fame. Jared, Jared Hess was the Napoleon Dynamite uh, Nacho Libre director. Um, and then there's a couple other one, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Levine, who did Warm Bodies. Um, that movie was okay. Did you see Warm Bodies? I couldn't finish it. I'm a big. I'm, I'm a big. I have a zombies to me 
I can appreciate campy B movie zombies, but some things I don't like. Zombies. Zombies. Zombies are a thing. I mean, you know, Shaun of the Dead proved that. I love Shaun of the Dead, but there are zombies out there that I just can't really I like, get into. I like the idea that it's actually just brain dead romantic comedies. Yeah. It's just like anything with Reese Witherspoon is a zombie. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but, but I watched, I did watch Warm Bodies and um, like it. I, part of it was I was tired. Part of it I was slowly losing interest in the characters. So, like you know what? Like I ended up watching it like well after the fact, and it was um, better than um, I was expecting. But it wasn't. I wasn't expecting much. It just even though I felt like it went to the thing that romantic comedies do or romantic like you know like whatever. It's like here's a song that you kind of know. We're going to press that button over and over again yeah. to make you feel something. Though Nicholas Holt, the guy who was the main yeah. lead in that. Who is Beast in the the newer X Men movies? Yes, like I, you know, like he he was given a tough thing to do, and I really liked him in that movie. I I did like Nicholas Holt. Um, I didn't I didn't really like the chemistry with him and the the girl. Um, in the background, zombies. She was way too acceptive of getting captured and just kind of hanging out yeah, on an airplane. Especially, yeah, especially after she found out the brain eating stuff, and I'm just like, you're you're pretty okay with this, even though even though you live in a world of zombies. And then I think <laughs> Jason Moore, who did Pitch Perfect, is also in the running. Um, How much singing is Spider Man going to do? I don't know. Maybe they're trying to revive uh, Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> it's going to be a live action movie where yeah. everybody in that movie gets hurt somehow. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. Gonna and there's going to be some kind of sequence with some cups. A ton, a ton of failed stunts. If, if you guys don't know, Turn Off the Dark was the Spider-Man Broadway play that failed horribly. Yeah. Uh, I did not see it. Would I have gone and see it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Spider-Man and singing. And there's an enemy called the Swiss Miss, which is what actually was in there. I, I, it's true. Like they created like this whole new villain, which I don't know if she threw snack cakes at Spider-Man, but I would watch it or hot cocoa. She's just like, cause hot you know, cocoa. you get it like cocoa. It's a little too hot. You're like, ah, ah, no, no, no. And it's like, I will attack you with tiny marshmallows. Yeah. Like I would probably watch that, but it, it didn't last. So no, we'll never know. It didn't. But. So, but the, the whole Jared Hess thing, it's like, it makes me wonder. Cause they also said that Sony wants to cre- recreate kind of like a John Hughes vibe spider-man film yeah it's like is he going to be in detention because he fought the sinister six <laughs> it's like no 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 you're you're a kid in high school you can't your saturday belongs to me you you mess with the rhino you get the horn i don't know i just i don't know they just i, I don't know like I, I get the whole notion of like you want to create a character that's relatable yeah um and i think peter parker is the most relatable person in like mm-hmm. all of comics because it's like oh i'm a kid with all these awesome powers i have problems well, Do we need to go back to that over and over again, though? No, and like I talked to you before, like I loved Ultimate Spider-Man, this, the comic series that really re- rebooted. That was in 2001. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, again, he, he wrote at that, and that was his brainchild for restarting Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe. And it was Spider-Man in high school again, and I remember when you introduced me to it, I was like, I can't, I can't do high school Spider-Man again. But I read it, and I loved it. And I'm really hoping they can kind of recreate that magic, but at the same time, like, Spider-Man doesn't have to be a kid to be relatable and have yeah. problems. He's had problems all throughout his life, and that's what kind of makes him relatable. He's like an underdog. So. Yeah, it just and, and I know what was there was a story recently that uh, Joss Whedon said that had he gotten the go-ahead, um, oh, shoot, i got to press this right now, so let's just have this happen. See, it didn't make you guys pee. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, um, but he was rumored. Rumor was to have him at the very, very end of uh, Age of Ultron as being yeah. like, like walk, like a walk on. Which I don't know how I would have felt about that. I that wouldn't have liked weird. a walk on, and I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't. I would have liked maybe like a small, like, like not a more of an Easter egg. Not so much the actual actor in the like the maybe suit. an after credits tease or something. Yeah, that would have like been fine. A kid in Queens with some powers, but yeah, they, they originally, you know, Whedon wanted to. To have Spidey and actually Captain Marvel uh, be part of that that final scene in the Avengers, where the, the the new team is kind of assembling, which we still could not get them to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Age Ultron here a little yeah. more in a second. Um, but so other other news, um, you, what else uh, do we got there? Well, Martin Freeman. I mean, I hate to keep going back to comic books uh, or movies, but I mean that's pretty much what Hollywood loves right now. Um, 
And that's not true, but I mean, comic books, movies, really crappy <laughs> Stephanie Meyer books, um, fan what, fiction of whatever Stephanie her, Meyer, yeah, yeah, fan fiction of Stephanie Meyer books, yeah, you know, like that kind of stuff. Well, Martin Freeman joins Fifty Shades of Vampire, uh, Captain America: Civil War, which Civil War is going to be the next Captain America movie, um, which ties into the events that happen in the comic with, uh, you know, basically the superheroes buttonheads in a civil war. They didn't say who he's going to play, but I mean, I'm really optimistic because I, I like Martin Freeman a lot. He's a good actor. So, do you think it's going to be Civil War, just like sides divided, or do you think it's going to be more of like, <laughs> dear Agent Carter, it's been so long since <laughs> I've last seen you. It's been 50 years, but I, the war has been so tough. I lost my shield. You know, no, it's like, I'm... it's like a Ken Burns. <laughs> I'm writing in. I'm writing letters in the air that you guys can't see. I don't know why I'm doing that. It's just it like, helps yeah. with it. No, I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting civil war because they've admitted that uh, Tony's not going to be a villain, or he's not going to be the main uh, antagonist. antagonist yeah. You know, and you've got Baron Zemo lined up. So I I don't know where it's going to go. Well, you know, and, and that, that goes back to what we talked about last week, where it's like now, and and there's actually an article. That was on Cracked.com. They're not exactly known for news, but they're like a comedy site. But this guy wrote an article where he feels that, like, he argued that Age of Ultron kind of changed the way movies are made. And I think he his whole big main thrust of that is that Marvel is like, we're going to do what we want. It doesn't matter what's happened before. And now they can present a lot of different ideas into like the regular audience space. So like the idea that like neither Captain America or Iron Man are going to be the villain in this, but they're going to be on different sides. Okay. That's a different challenge than good guy versus bad guy. It's ideology versus ideology. And that it makes a way different movie than just punching each other in the face. Yeah. So anyway, um, also Disney, you know, to get away from comic books, Disney, well, I mean, unfortunately still Disney. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Disney cast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Disney, Radio. Disney has confirmed that they're, they're going to fire up Indiana Jones again. Um, they haven't given details. Is it going to be Harrison Ford? Probably not. Um, but the big rumor is, and even though he's denied it, Chris Pratt could be putting the fedora on. Sure. So I, I love Chris Pratt. He can do no wrong right yeah. now. So I mean, I, I, would, I don't. It, he has that sense of fun. Yeah. Like, like you might as well have called Guardians of the Galaxy Space Indiana Jones. <laughs> Space Indiana Jones. We called the alien indie. Like, I don't know. Like, whatever. But uh, I mean, he did do some uh, in the beginning with the Infinity Gem. Uh, when yeah, that's that's that very was, Indiana Jones. Yeah, they just needed a big space rock to chase yeah. him. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what the difference between a space rock is and a, a regular rock, except one's up in space. I don't know. But I, I hate Cree. <laughs> why did it have to be Cree? Why did it have to be Cree? Um, so I, maybe. I, I hope so. Like, I hope like now that, like, and and we're going to talk a little bit more about the, this is some foreshadowing, you know, the, which is this is perfect because we're going to talk about some Star Wars later. So that Star Wars is nothing but foreshadowing. Yeah. Now that um, Indiana Jones has also been taken away from the the neck beard that is George Lucas, uh, I think that there's actually going to be a chance now for someone to actually critically look at this and be like, why did we love this to begin with? Why did this work to begin with? Let's get back to that. Yeah. And again. And I'm sure we'll talk about this, but uh, Lucas, good ideas, great world builder, builder. But later on, it's like, I just think everyone's just like, yeah, he's Howard Hughes. He can build this Bruce Goose. It's fine. We're not yeah, going to tell him no. He has him, enough money. It's fine. Let him go. Yeah. So. Um, other bit of news. I don't know if you brought this up or not. Uh, in terms of like, to, for us to talk about, uh, Josh Trank, director of Fantastic Four that's coming out soon that I don't know how I feel about, stepped away from a Star Wars movie. Recently, yeah. Was it the was it Rogue One? No, no, no. That's no. Gareth Edwards, the Gareth. guy who did Godzilla. He's still uh, doing that. Josh but. Trank was the Boba Fett. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, another director leaving uh, a property. So uh, a Disney property too. Um, yeah. It's interesting to see this too unfold, uh, just because, like, I mean, it, it it proves, you know, you see a little bit of the industry like that because I mean, it, especially with Disney. Um, you know, and they're big, so this gets out. You know, if they're that big, you know, this hits the news. Um, just like, uh, you know, not to get into it too deeply, but Edgar, Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man. And now you've got a couple other Disney movies coming out that, you know, Star Wars and Spider-Man that, you know, they're they're losing these directors. And, and you wonder what it is. Is it Disney? Is it is it certain producers? What is it, you know? Yeah, I just, you know, the whole Edgar Wright thing, um, it, like, it bums me out. Even though I'm looking forward to Ant-Man and I think uh, Peyton Reed, is that the guy's name that's doing it? 
No, Adam Peyton something. I, I feel really bad for I'm sorry. failing I'm, on I'm that. I'm not but, good on director names. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I have a feeling that, that that's going to be fine. It's just, that, And I know they recently even give uh, Edgar Wright and, um, oh, shoot, the other guy, uh, Edgar Wright's like friend that did Attack the Block, um, which is a good movie, by the way. Um, they both get writing credit now. They officially said that they're putting them in the movie as writing okay. credit for that. That's going to bother me. I feel bad. I apologize to the other guy. I know you're, I know you're listening <laughs> with Brian Michael Bendis. I apologize. <laughs> Um, but like, and then Joss Whedon, he, now that he's stepping away from Marvel, he even went on record saying that the Ant-Man script was the greatest thing that Marvel had, but then they had to create differences. Edgar Wright at least has done things. Um, Josh Trank did Chronicle, which was, you know, that was interesting. I, I didn't mind it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, you've done that. And then you did Fantastic Four, which we've yet to see so far. I don't have a lot of faith in it. It mm-hmm. could be great. I just don't know. And it's like, and then they gave you the keys, the keys of the kingdom to do a, a Star Wars movie. Which let's look, at, let's look at all those Star Wars movies made. Do you really think you're going to do something worse than Phantom Menace? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I don't think so. Like, like, like unless you're just like, like within the first five minutes, like you fall on your face and let the camera run for two hours and you just hear lightsabers the entire time. Don't think you're going to mess it up. I, I, uh, I don't think it's. Uh... It might not be the, so much to mess it up. I mean, it could be a lot of things. I'm not going to speculate. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't know who they're going to announce to do it, but I'm sure Disney, like, there's too much money on the line to do these non, or sorry, what they call, um, what, anthology movies? Is what they call them? Not anthology. What do they call them? Like, uh, they don't call, they, they, they got the main chapter movies. Yeah. And then they call them something, Chronicle, not Chronicle. Like, I think it's anthology movies. I think, I think it's, it's anthology like, yeah, yeah. movies, because, yeah, it's going to be stuff that's not focused on the Skywalker kids and stuff Skywalker like that. Skywalker kids. It pretty much the Skywalker. Keep it up with the Skywalkers. Yeah. Star, main Star Wars uh, canon is pretty much all about the Skywalkers. Um, so. Yeah, and, yeah whatever. Uh, it, like, it's whiny kids i hope hopefully you know hopefully the grandkids aren't that whiny we'll find out soon yeah well we'll, more star wars stuff is coming yes so uh any other news that we want to get into um we got uh well independence day is is a thing that's happening uh and they announced that uh seal awards on board she's going to be the president and independence day too welcome um she needs to step up her speech game yes Uh, maybe bill pullman will write her speeches for her who knows? But Bill Pullman's a speech in Independence. Would, would you like Bill Pullman to be like shaved, bald, and kind of be like the like the Dick Cheney of Independence Day, where it's like they could be peaceful. We don't know. Let's just attack them. Let's waterboard yeah. these aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I, I, Joe and I were talking about this before the show, so I'm going to hit this right now. Oh oh. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! It's not really a spoiler. But wouldn't it be great if Bill Paxton <laughs> was the president in this movie? Because then it would just been like you could never, you would never know, you would never remember who was who. I, I, do, you, do you ever think? Has there ever been a movie where there's Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman? I bet you there's been one, and I hope they play the same character and they just switched it like halfway through and no one noticed. That would be like if they did a uh, Dylan McDermott Dermot Mulroney <laughs> flop uh, flip flop too. Like I want to see a fan edit of Weird Science where they stuck Bill Pullman in the second half. I don't know, but I, that would have been great. Like, or or make Will Smith president. Like, why not? Or Jeff Goldblum. Just pick one of those guys. Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is still around. He was just a cab driver in New York. Make him president. <laughs> you know, like, why not? Oh, and did you see the other thing too? Is that um the the president's daughter in the first movie was Mae Whitman, who is um oh uh, she's Anne from Arrested Development. Um, she was uh, one of the exes in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. She was the ninja one. Okay. Yeah, she was the daughter of um, Bill Pullman's character, and they recast the part. And um, oh, what's her name? Oh, the girl from Pitch Perfect, the the main girl, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Anna Kendrick was like she kind of was getting a little pissy about it on Twitter. It's like, why not just cast me Whitman again? Yeah, she's she's very. I know I've seen. I don't really do Twitter that much. I do it for the podcast. Um, oh, let's throw that out. Uh, well, yeah, I'll throw it. Let me, let me. Okay, fine. The, fine. The, but no, no, I, I know she's real uh, real Twitter active. I've seen a lot of her tweets uh, pop up in other places other than Twitter. But no, um, what's uh, our Twitter is uh, Ad Invading Podcast and um, our Facebook, uh, Invasion of the Podcast. And um, yeah, Invading Podcast at Gmail. Uh, Anna Kendrick, if you're listening, um, call me. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything. Anna Kendrick, Rebel Wilson, call me. <laughs> right. Anthony Mackie, call me. I'm just, I'm certain. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, like I went from Anna Kendrick 
to Rebel Wilson, who they were in Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. and then Rebel Wilson to Anthony Mackey, who were in um, Pain and Game. Oh, so, so we're doing. Like, I'm doing. I don't know. And then I'm just like, hey, Mark Wahlberg, call me. We're you know? doing. We're doing Kevin ba- seven degrees then, or six degrees then, of Kevin Bacon now. And then or? Tony Shalhoub, call me. I don't. <laughs> Everybody, call me. Um, I would talk to Tony Shalhoub. I'd be like, hey, Wings, how was that? Yeah. A lot of people forget about wings. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, check out our Facebook. Check out our Twitter. Um, we we definitely want to get out there um, and reach people that uh, that like stuff like us. Whereas basically we're doing this for fun and we're doing it for them and us. So Yeah, and, and also to foreshadow, just, just like Star Wars, uh, later on I'm going to announce something uh, for the next episode that we're working on. And any feedback would be appreciated. So keep listening. So, all right. So, any more news? Or we we're going to I think we're, I think that, I think we're good on news. I mean, there's we could we could we could go through tons of news, but I think that's some of the more recent stuff. All right. So now um, we're going to talk about our crazy weekend that we had. So right now. And now for our feature presentation. All right. So this Friday was a free comic book day. Which is uh, pretty much just a holiday for anybody that likes all the things that we talk about. Yeah, um, I know. I know Joe was going to talk a little bit about the origin of Free Comic Book Day, and then we'll talk about what we did. While you just don't pay attention, I want to open something in the background. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Free Comic Book Day is uh, it kicked off in two thousand one, and um, basically, uh, um, a journalist had had decided to um, come up with this idea. Uh, based on the the success of like filter or feature films based on comic books, and he wanted to kind of like create a culture around it, you know, to help literacy and things like that. And it actually um, it got a big push from Image Comics publisher uh, Jim Valentino. So their idea basically kind of blossomed into this date where retailers across the country uh, would hand out free comic books. Um, the first one was right around 2012, or I'm sorry, 2002. Uh, that kind of, they always seem to coincide with the release of a comic movie. So like Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man back in 2002 on May 4th, that was the first free comic book day. Now they don't just let you come in the store and you're just like, I need this right here. Let me get Amazing Fantasy 15. (laughs) I'm going to take this one to go as my free guy. I need three action comics, whatever (laughs) Superman was in, like right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, they, they have a set list and, and, um, we posted on our Facebook, the, the comics that they gave away for free and it ranges pretty, pretty far and wide. I mean, you've got Archie, Bob's Burgers, uh, there were some Dr. Do or Dr. Who comic books, Mr. Um, Do comics. Uh, Mega Man, (laughs) uh, and then of course you've got your DC and your Marvel properties, you know, they throw a few in there, so Marvel took the opportunity to put a new Avengers one in there, they also did a tie-in for Secret Wars, Um, so it's it's a very wide range, ranging from adults to kids, you know, My Little Pony, everything. Yeah, so... uh... Everybody, I'm sure there's a lot of celebrations across you know the country, the world, the universe. Um, we were at a local uh, Cleveland establishment, like it's it's like uh, basically like the mecca for Cleveland comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, John and Carol's over um, in Camp's Corner on the west side. We were both there. Uh, people were in costume. I was in costume. I was sweating <laughs> a lot in my costume. I was dressed up as the the Dennis Nedry from the Jurassic Park, and my uh, my black dinosaur spit was probably running profusely as i walked around but it was a good time um i got to hand out tiny dinosaurs and and talk to people and uh carol and john's great hosts for this like i am and i'm not just saying that just because we want to say nice things it really is like i've been there before not just for this like i, I go there all the time it is it is tough to go in and not spend like your entire life savings every time you walk into mm-hmm. that place um but they had a good setup they had a a free bar uh, to walk into where they originally like they started off the night with um, two beers that they actually had crafted specifically for free comic book day. There was um, a prime Amber ale that had an Ultron on it um, and a uh, Mark 45. Is that 45? Yeah. That's an Iron Man uh, uh, pale ale or as an IPA. It's IPA. It's a pale ale. Uh, pale ale. And they had those both courtesy of the brew kettle, which is in Strongsville. So I suggest uh, checking that out. Yes. And, um, in fact, I am drinking a brew kettle beer. We'll foreshadow that later. It's a good time. Um, but, yeah, it's like they had the comics, good deals, a lot of people there. And there was artists there doing free sketches. Yeah. I There's a lot of pictures I put up on our Facebook. If you guys want to check it out, see what it was about, what it looked like. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we we met a lot of cool artists. Uh, we got a couple of sketches done. So, 
so we normally like normally this is episode half end normally let me just yeah you know in the lore of invasion of the podcast going all the way back to last week <laughs> um we, we try to keep things like you know yeah, approachable to everybody i'm i'm just going to i'm going to i'm going to break that for a second and i went up to uh, a gentleman um uh, uh the, the the gentleman abdul abdul rashid yeah abdul rashid and I was like, hey, can you please do a sketch of Darkhawk for me? He's like, give me a second. I got to look that guy up. Darkhawk is a lesser known Marvel character from the mid-90s that I absolutely love. And uh, credit to Rashid, he drew me a Darkhawk that I now have in a frame that it will be hung up in my office here shortly. That is amazing. And I, I enjoyed that he took two seconds to be like, I'm going to look at that and I'm going to draw that. So special props out to him. Um, he does have a website to check out. It is um, ahrvisions.com, and he, it looks like he has a couple projects here to work on. And it was a good choice for me to ask him about Darkhawk, because everything here looks like a robot. Yeah. Like I, a badass robot. Yeah. When when you asked him to do Darkhawk, and he looked it up, and then I was looking at his art while he was doing that. Like, I thought he, it was an, it was it was ironic that we, you know, we kind of chose him just like as, you know, like, you know, I think you and I were standing there, and it was like, hey, let's get a sketch. And we, we picked him just on kind of random, and, and then, like, his artwork was, was spot on for Darkhawk. It was very, uh, very... Um, like, perfect. Yeah, just well, perfect. it was very... There's a lot of, like... Like, he did a lot of mech stuff, robot stuff. And, you know, not that Darkhawk's a robot, but he does have, like, a lot of techie and edge, like, to his suit. And a lot of badass. So, like, that's, that's just it. Darkhawk, if you're listening, you're badass. He's probably not listening probably exiled some dark corner of the Marvel universe. There'll never be a dark Hawk movie. And that breaks my heart. But uh, like that happened. Um, Joe got a sketch of Venom that like, I think every tooth in the world went into the sketch of Venom. There's like 67,000 teeth in this Venom sketch. Um, that was amazing. And I feel bad because the guy who did it uh, probably used every black marker he had to finish doing Venom. Uh, and what was that gentleman's name? Um, well, the he did go through like quite a bit of, of black marker, and like when I was watching him draw, like start it, uh, it, it was just kind of funny watching him like get the outline, and then all of a sudden it's like the black marker came out, and you're like, you're like, oh, like this thing's <laughs> gonna get like completely uh, drained out. So um, it was all black, and then there was a really large tongue, like like six metric feet of tongue for venom. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the artist who draw it, uh, Rick Lorenzo, uh, he, he did, um, he did a fabulous job on it and, um, he had a lot of great, uh, prints there, uh, a lot of Ninja Turtles, um, really cool Ninja Turtle artwork. And, um, after I had got done, he, he drew a really mean Pikachu. <laughs> and, um, I don't have to off, off the top of my head. I know he has a Kickstarter going on for a, a comic series that he would like to go on. He does. He has a Kickstarter that's set up. Um, he's doing a series called American night. Uh, I read the concept of it and it sounded really interesting. Um, it sounds like something I would read, uh, about, you know, somebody who had the American dream and then corporate greed crushed it. And then he basically just got fed up and he becomes a vigilante. Did you hear that motorcycle in the background? That might be the American Knight driving somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, spoiler alert, I'm not going to press the button again, but we have a window open. And that is the nightlife of Cleveland, uh, Bleed Again. So yeah. but- so we got that. And then I also got a um, an awesome Batman done by uh, Steve L. King, who he was super gracious uh, while we waited because he was doing another cover for a gentleman that uh, he was doing a blank Wolverine's cover. Yeah. But done up like the original uh, image uh, introduction of the Punisher on uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. I forget which number. Uh, it, I think Spider-Man, I want to say Amazing Spider-Man 129. Something like that, yeah. It was the original, like, it, you could look it up, but it's the whole thing where Punisher has Spider-Man in his sights, and he's, like, taking a shot, and it, but it's basically Deadpool taking a shot at Wolverine. It was really awesome. And with, then With yeah. a spitball. With it a spitball. Wasn't, it wasn't it was, using a gun. It was it was a spitball. See, I didn't notice that part. Yeah. Like, I was, I was I think I was still a little far along with the Prime Amber Ale. Um, but... <laughs> But then he did a he did an awesome Batman for me, and we talked for quite a bit. And he is a, a delight to talk to. Yeah, and it was really a lot of fun. It, it was yeah. a lot of fun talking to all those guys. Um, check out uh, uh, Steve's Deviant Art page. Uh, he's got a lot of a really nice uh, pieces of work up on there. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, thank you, Carol and Johns, for um, uh, hosting everything. 
Really good time. A lot of fun. Free comics. Uh, enjoyable. Uh, I even went back the next day uh, to pick up stuff because after walking around all that, I didn't buy anything. I felt really <laughs> bad about that. Like I bought, like we bought um, a stuffed Deadpool for Mary and she loved it, but then I didn't buy any comics. So the next day we went for a brief second. I picked up, um, I was missing some volumes of Ex Machina, which mm. is not the movie that's out in theaters right now, but the, the other, the Brian K. Vaughn series. So I now have a complete Ex Machina, finally, again. Because I had loaned some out and lost them, I so, brought it back. Yeah, well, no, no that's different, you know. But uh, but yeah, so I got that complete again. So th- thank you, Carol and Johns. Um, I am going to briefly touch on what happened to me later that Saturday. Uh, I went to uh, the Cleveland Cinemas had something called the Twelve Hours of ter- Oh, Twelve Hours of Terrible. As I um, destroy my headphones here, Twelve Hours of Terrible, six hours. Sorry, Twelve Hours because it's Twelve Hours Terrible from six p.m. to six a.m. And here are the movies that I sat through with my friend Rob. Um, it was like $30 to get through this whole thing. Why do I hate my life that much? It happened. Over the top. Oh. Special Stallone competitive <laughs> arm wrestling movie in which he's just trying to win his son back. I don't yeah. know. Um, Miami Connection, which I know Joe has not seen. No. I have not seen it before no. either. But if I said to you, it's a movie like that's made in the 80s, like honestly made in the 80s about a local band that happened to be black belt Taekwondo people that fight ninjas on motorcycles. That does not do justice to what this movie is. <laughs> would, would you say it's kind of, uh, kind of in the, the realm of Kung Fury? Um, it, no, but on purpose is, is Kung, Kung, Fury... Kung Fury knows, knows it's a joke. Okay. Miami connection does not know it's a joke. Like I, I think I, I posted on Facebook that, um, it's purple rain meets the warriors meets the room equals Miami connection. Because, like, the main guy behind all this thinks he's making a good movie. It is bad and awesome. <laughs> Speaking of Kung Fury, that's something. I'm going to throw that up on the Twitter and the Facebook. If you guys have not seen the trailer or the Kickstarter project for Kung Fury, it, it, don't take it seriously. It's, but it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, David Hasselhoff. And, and there's the video of David Hasselhoff that has you showed even, me. Yeah, he's even made a video for it, and it, it, it needs to be made. Yes, I would watch that 7,000 times. Yeah. So um, then we did Plan Out from Outer Space. Let me just also reiterate that like before I walked in the theater, because one of the rules was that you couldn't really leave the premise. So I went and bought two five-hour energies. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm going to be here for 12 hours. I'm going to wait. Like I viewed the five-hour energies kind of similar to what happened in Back to the Future 3 when they had that train and it was chugging along the tracks. They kept throwing all the different like charges into it just to get it up to 88 miles an hour. And I'm like, I'm going to need these later. I'm going to need, I'm going to need Doc Brown whipping these in and just hoping to get me through. Right. So plan nine from outer space, people consider it the worst movie ever made. Ed Wood, uh, Bell Lugosi's last film technically, because he was just filmed randomly and then put in like, it was rough. Like that was the one I pulled the ripcord on the first five hour energy. I just, I just, it was all just dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. And it was tough. And then after that, Drive Angry in 3D, the Nicolas Cage movie, which, you know what? That was my second time seeing it. That movie's ridiculous. It's not that bad. It was in 3D, though? You had to, you... Yeah, we had 3D glasses. Oh, they okay. actually busted them out for that. And nice. it's like, and seeing, just seeing the cage in 3D made me kind of happy, and it gave me some more energy to get through. <laughs> um, and that movie, like, I, man, if you've not seen it, it, Nick Cage knows the movie he's making. Like, I, say what you want about him. He makes some really crappy movies, but he's aware the entire time of what he's doing. Yeah. Because he's made some good stuff, too. He has. Dude was in The Rock. The Rock's one of the greatest yeah. freaking movies of all time. Like, pre... Maybe not, but pre, I love it. Pre-I owe the IRS money, Nick Cage. Is, yeah. And, yeah. And, like, he was an adaptation, which is a great movie. Yeah. You know? But, like, the Drive Angry, a lot of fun in 3D. Then, so here, here comes like the, the rough stretch. Like there's three <laughs> to go after this, right? So there's a movie called The Baby, which I know Joe's never seen. I, I, yeah. I have heard of in passing, just maybe because of the advertisement for this. 1972, it is a legitimate movie, movie about a um, social worker that goes to visit a family where um, the mother supposedly has two full-grown, daughter, full-grown daughters, if I could talk right, and she is raising a a uh, male child that supposedly has not progressed since like you know like infanthood, and so this guy is like his mid twenties, full grown, but acting like a baby because the the mom's like, well, he's never passed this point, and he doesn't have a name, 
Does he call ta- baby. Does he talk or he talks like a baby. So here's so, fun fact. I, I think they have a skit like that on SNL. Now they do, yeah. and that's all funny. But when you watch this movie, my mouth was agape the entire time. I looked at my friend Rob. I was like, "So it's not." I don't feel comfortable watching this. So it's not a comedy in any no, sense. That's no, see, that's awkward. No, like there's a bit where there's a babysitter that's like you know watching the baby, mm-hmm. and then she goes upstairs. She's like, "Oh, why are you so upset?" And so a brief brief note. I didn't know this, but like the original like release of the movie, the guy who played the baby did all the like the noises like oh i'm frustrated i'm a baby i don't understand life i don't mm-hmm. know what a baby really goes through um i guess i was one but i don't remember it but they actually went in and dubbed actual baby noises later because they lost the original like vo- vocal soundtrack it is weird as all get out to hear this grown man make the struggling baby noises like that whole i you know that odd like i you know they just can't function like crying noise. And then she's like, Oh, you need your diaper changed. And I looked at my friend. I was like, I don't know if we should watch this right now. <laughs> I feel like Chris Hansen's going to walk into the theater and be like, you guys are all arrested. <laughs> and so then that happened. The lights come on and he's standing at the yeah. front of the theater. He's like, Hey, he's like, have some lemonade. Tell me what happened. Tell right. What so happened. no, we were watching this movie. And I just like, I, I just couldn't believe like, like uh, it's not, it's not graphic in that sense. Like there's some things that go on that are questionable. Yeah. It's not like human centipede graphic or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like, uncomfortable and well, like you don't have to have graphic like saw like ugh. human centipede type things to, to make it no you just need situation. a grown man in a crib with a diaper and then when the, the social worker's like get the ball and he's like oh, i want to get the ball it's like it's i i'm, I'm out I'm, I'm out like but it's like but i committed i paid 30 dollars to get through <laughs> this and i was like you know, damn it if I'm not well, gonna get through it that's a great concept because i mean like you know some people love terrible movies you know, not because but, they're good movies, but because they are bad. I would argue that this isn't terrible. It's just so bizarre. Right. Like, and, and we got to the end and it has kind of like a Twilight Zone kind of twist ending. And it's like, okay, fine. Like, it, it got me through. And it's one of those movies that, like, everybody needs to see once. Okay. Maybe never again, but once. Like, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But it was so weird. And then after that is the M. Night Shyamalan masterpiece, The Happening. The Happening. Which... I remember uh, sitting, like, talking to Rob at the beginning, and I told him, I was like, this movie should be called Not Much Happening, and someone way down the theater started laughing <laughs> at what I said. Have you well, seen The Happening? I have not seen The Happening, but that's a good joke, because I know, I'm, I'm sure, like, that was on at, like, what, probably three, two, Yeah, it was pushing it. Like, yeah. Like, oh, so, like, before this happened, this is the, the, the second five-hour energy. <laughs> I held it up like it was a shot of tequila, and I was like, here's to you, Shyamalan, and I downed it, because I knew I was going to need it. You know, like I, um, I just knew that like Mark Wahlberg telling me what was going on the entire time. I, I just, I needed, I, I just could not. And Zoe Deschanel, which I'm pretty sure they added six pounds to her eyes. Cause like you just see her, it's like, she almost has like, like the, the, um, like, I don't know the, the Spanish like paintings of the big eye kids or whatever. Like it's just <laughs> like every scene was her just like. I don't know. Are we going to make it as a couple? I don't know. And then people just fall down randomly. Like, it's... yeah, I I know the premise of it. I didn't I didn't actually see the movie, but like when I I read about it because I was like on the fence. Like like Shyamalan was starting to taper off. Then after you know he got his peak with Sixth Sense, but then I mean if you taper off as in like sharp jutting off a cliff <laughs> downward. Like I saw Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water was half of an okay movie. Yeah, I I appreciated what he tried to do with that with storytelling, but then like. Um, the happening and, and, and the whole be like, well, the plants want to kill us with their pollen. And I'm like, not even pollen. It's, it's like, they just put toxins out and I'm putting my fingers in air quotes. And then, so you literally have scenes of people running away from wind in yeah. this movie. And it's like, how do you outrun wind? Guess what? You don't. But yeah. people were, it's just like, and then as we're in the theater, like every time the wind would rustle, I would just yell out, Oh no. And like, there was people behind me that like. Thankfully, because at that point, if you're already in, like, what, like, five, six movies in, yeah. I could have been talking gibberish. It yeah. wouldn't have mattered. And, like, yeah. and I think, like, a lot of people going into that, the, 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 uh, oh, I can't think of the word, the crowd interaction, yeah. um, you know, is probably a big piece. It's not like you're going to see, like, you know, like, Jurassic World for the first time and everybody's like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah, no, after the baby, I think everybody's brain was broken. Yeah. Like, I felt like my soul was a little gone after that point. So the happening was, like, just enough. That movie ended. Everyone was like, yeah, it's a great movie. It was terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Why did I say great movie? I don't know. People were tired. I was tired. <laughs> the last movie going up 430 in the morning, Masters of the Universe with, uh, with Dolph Lundgren, which I'm going to call up my friend Pat. 
Pat, I know you're not going to listen to this just because like you're out doing important things, which, you know, I got to look that up. I got to pimp his thing later. Maybe not because he, he loves Master Universe. So maybe I won't pimp anything he likes because Master Universe is not a good movie. No. The cosmic key. I just want to shoot people <laughs> after like listening to Billy Barty, like tap the cosmic key. Like blah, 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 blah. That, that, I don't, that's not the same noise, but it's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to open up a portal to earth and go see girl from friends <laughs> Courtney you know Cox. Yeah. it's like and then we're gonna have man at arms eat fried chicken and talk to um other female what tila tila, tila. yeah and it's like great and then you know what uh, uh, skeletor badass skeletor was amazing in who that played movie. skeletor in frank that? langella oh who yeah. played nixon and frost nixon yeah like he played nixon and then they, the people have asked him like what his favorite characters of all time he's like skeletor like, he was really he good at Skeletor. He was he a good loved Skeletor. Skeletor. And Dolph Lundgren wasn't a bad He-Man. No. That is not a good movie. It is a story. And, and like, had I watched that movie at 6 in the evening, it would have been fun. But at 4 in the morning, I was angry the entire time. Because <laughs> it, it was just late enough that I couldn't get Mary to come get me. Because I didn't want to wake her up early. But I just knew I had to stick it through to the end. But I was just so angry. I'm just like... God damn it, Billy Barty! Could you just get the cosmic key and solve everything, please? I just like I just want to go home and fall asleep and not dream about the baby. That's all I really wanted at that point. Got through to the end. Oh, that's the other thing is like you got through the entire thing. You got five dollars back, so I got my five dollars back. So I spent I spent so much money at the concession stand just because I was bored between movies. Not bored as in the Cedar the Cedar Lee was bad. It's just do you go see it at the Capitol or Cedar Cedar Lee? Cedar Lee, okay. And I'm sure that place smelled like a hobo pit when it was all done because we were there for 12 hours. But, like, it was a good good time by them. But it's just like, I was like, I have to get more popcorn, more soda. I have to get some uh, Bunch of Crunch just because. It was just like <laughs> one of those things, like, here, take my money because I want something different to do. But, yeah, it just like after Free Comic Book Day, 12 hours terrible. My brain was mush the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyway, there's that. Um, but that's really cool that you did that. I mean, and the Cedar Lease hosted. I think did the Capitol host it too? Um, I want to say the Capitol does the... does do odd movies, and I'm gonna I'm gonna might yeah. as well just pimp this right now. So coming up this Friday at at the Cedar Lee at nine thirty and midnight, there's a movie called Roar. Mm. Um, that is um, was made in the seventies, didn't release to the eighties because of various production problems. Melanie Griffith is in it. Um, uh, her mother Tippy Harridan is in it as well. Um, most of the cast and production crew got attacked by lions and large yeah. cats. Um, most of what you see on the screen is real of people getting attacked by large cats. I cannot wait to see this movie. And I'm not <laughs> one into like snuff films, but I'm all about lions attacking people. Yeah. Um, that's playing. And then, then the next week, um, it's coming to the Capitol at midnight. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to be there at the 930, um, seeing I, some lions attack. I know you told me about it. <clears throat> Expose me the trailer. It was interesting, um, to say the least. I will put the trailer up on our Facebook and tweet it just so you guys can check it out. It's an interesting trailer. And um, looking into it, if you if you wiki it or whatever, it, they, they did use a lot of big cats with, I want to say, very little um, animal supervision. And, and according to them, none of the cats were harmed other than the cats kind of like, you know, messing with each other. But a lot of the cast and crew were, you know, yeah. Like pretty... the director got gangrene from like like there was a bit like I read about this. Like there was a storm on one of the sets, and they had to get all the big cats like the safety, and like on some of some of the cats suffered because of that. Like, but they don't, that, that wasn't really part of the film. But one of the like the director was trying to get like this like like large lion or lioness or mm-hmm. puma. I don't know what it was like. Anyway, trying to get it like to safety, and the thing turned around and just like clawed at him. Yeah, and it ended up hit, like hitting his feet, and he ended up getting gag green. It was like one of those things where it's like, if it was me, I'd been like, I'm done. This yeah. is the movie. This movie's uh, 20 minutes long, it, and this is where it ends right now. It was back in the day when the, probably the acting, animal acting, and handling for for Hollywood was was not what it is today. Free Beastmaster, where yeah. it's like we're gonna take, take a lion and dye it black, and yeah. it's gonna die. But it, it's 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 in no way like an animal cruelty piece or anything like that. No, it's Don't more of a that. human cruelty piece. Because, yeah, and it, it's basically. <laughs> It's it's a movie that got produced and it's funny because it's like you shouldn't have done that because you it's like you're playing with fire. <laughs> like and that fire is lions. Is lions. <laughs> yeah. All right. So enough about that. Let's move on to what also happened this week. There's something important that happened and it was this. It was May the 4th, Star, Star Wars, Wars Day. Day. 
Star Wars Disco Day is what happened. We're going to listen to some disco music. Or I wish I had the Bill Murray singing the Star Wars theme. But I don't have that. Oh. Nothing but Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, so Star Wars Day happened. It was a big deal, especially right now with the new Star Wars movie coming. Um, This is the first time in a long time I'm excited for a Star Wars movie. Um, And and a side note, um, recently there was a local establishment that we went to on May the 4th. Uh, Corky's, which is like my favorite place in the world, they had Star Wars Trivia Day. Mm-hmm. And Joe, being like the absolute Star Wars, like he knows about more about Star Wars than um, Lucas knows about Star Wars. And, <laughs> and I, I, I would argue that. No, it, there's no argument. You know what? I, I, I would say that too, only because I know that guy is not immersed into that universe. He's like, is like it a weird fans. name? I'm out. Like <laughs> I, I remember uh, seeing an interview years ago, and they're like. You know, do you watch your movies and every now and then? He's like, oh, I, I haven't seen one of them in like he's seven like, years. Like, and I've I'm watched like, American Graffiti once. So yeah. I don't know. But the Harrison Ford guy may go places. I watch Howard the Duck once a week. <laughs> <laughs> he knows quack foo. Which, which I, one, of my, one of my friends watches Howard the Duck at least once a week as well. So Oh, I does that... It, should we be worried about that person? I don't no, know. Okay. No, he's fine. So the Star Wars <laughs> thing that happened at the bar it was a good time. Uh, there was a trivia contest. Uh, Joe did win the trivia contest, like hands down. Like there was three levels of questions. I got the pot one one and I looked at it. I was like, I don't even know any of this. And I feel like I've seen Star Wars enough mm. to kind of have an idea. But it's like it yeah. is like just down to the detail. Credit, yeah. credit to Brandon who run the, ran the whole thing. Like there are some challenging questions. Like I maybe a new one, but I didn't even fill the thing out because I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of everybody else. Yeah, they did. Uh, it was a Padawan, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, and it was kind of like a quiz sheet test. Um, and you turned it in, and uh, I'm not gonna. The Jedi Masters did challenge me. Uh, I am not perfect. I am not. I got one right, but the other two I pretty much filled out before my beer got back. So. <laughs> Yeah, so he won. He won, and we'll tweet this out. He won a Greedo a, bobblehead. A, a Greedo bobblehead, the the Star Wars trivia trophy from May the Fourth. Because Greedo bobbled first. Yeah, I don't know what that means. So anyway, um, we're you know we're talking about May the Fourth. Everyone's all about like um like the Jedi and that that crying kid that was in the first couple movies. The whole family. Um, is the whole a family. Kid. It's just like oh, I think um, Leia's the only one who does not cry. Yeah, because she was given a pretty like cush lifestyle, like which like, you would think she would be the cry one. The, the yeah, it's like I don't know who my real family is, but she didn't know yeah. until later, you know, until um, Colt Forty Five guys like, hey, you know, we got to tell you what's going on. I don't know if Lando really helped, like, told her that or not. I don't know, but did he? Did he tell her that? Probably not. I'm making that Ooh, up. Tell Lando, her what? Like that? The, like their brother and sister was who, no. who told her that? I don't know. I think she. I think in the movie it was implied into, or no, Luke told her, but then like after they kissed. Yeah, no, no like in Jedi, he, <laughs> he he implied it, like, and it was funny how he implies it. He's like, my sister has the force, and he looks at her like, that's you. Oh, <laughs> like, so it's like, oh, but I kissed you earlier. It was yeah. weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so people may not know this. Like, um, like I, I'm pro Jedi because I, I don't know. I like. I like robes. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, I like I like shooting missiles into small exhaust ports as a pastime. <laughs> it, you know, I, like I'm just like that's the size of a womp rat or three cats. I don't know what a womp rat's really size. Like, um, I like shooting cats. I don't, the, the, the mission, but Joe is and he's part time. Like when he's not working face to face with the public, he is um, pro Sith. Yeah, and and feels like that they're not represented well. No, I, yeah, I do pro bono PR work for the um, for the Sith, so you know they're, they they got it rough, and you know I'm just trying to help. Them. I figure with the, with this uh, May the Fourth, maybe screw the Jedi. We'll let's talk a little bit about the Sith here. And so, um, with that being said, since he is the pro bono uh, PR rep for um, the Sith. I don't know why they have to have their own music, but sure. Everybody, they, the Jedi have their own music. I don't, I guess. I, I feel like this is like their WWE, like, intro music where it's like, yeah, hate me, hate me, hate me, bring it, bring it. So, all right, so you're going to defend the Sith. I'm going to try, well, no, I'm not going to try, I'm going to successfully do it. You're going to successfully do it. Yeah. All right, spin for me the Sith. Like, so... 
clearly, I think they're the bad guys of uh, the Star Wars universe. Well, they're definitely portrayed that way. So, okay. If if the all the Jedis, except for um, you know Samuel L. Jackson, has purple lightsaber, which, whatever. Um, why do the Sith have red lightsabers? Because red is bad. Stop, stop lights are red. Um, the Cincinnati Reds. I, I don't know what that really has anything to do with anything. Um, the Patriots, the new the Patriots have red in their colors. Okay. I don't, Chicago Bulls are red. They're playing the Cavs right now. We don't like red. I mean, I, I, I there's a lot of different reasons that they have a, a red lightsaber. <clears throat> I think from a, um, uh, a, a point where, you know, it's one color. It's very easy to identify with. I mean, the Jedi are over the, all over the place. You don't know where they stand because of the colors that they pick. You know, so, you could have you could have a guy with purple, you have a guy with blue, guy with green. You know, what does that say? Guy with yellow. They're you a know. rainbow coalition. Right, yeah. So, the, I mean, you know, you have red. The other thing is, is and, and, you know, I don't mean to get too obscure, but, you know, the, the Jedi and the Sith, they get their crystals from a planet called Magito. And, and I think the Sith kind of decided on the fact, they're like, let's just stick with one color. Meanwhile, you've got the Jedi running into this, this planet, just mining the crap out of these crystals. And, I mean, you've got uh, blue, green, yellow, purple. Uh, I know there's some, some white lightsabers, and then you've got a couple different hues. And it, that's like five different colors that, you know, you look at like the strip mining point of view of it. The Sith are focusing on one color. You know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna run that out slowly. It's gonna take you know quite a while for that natural resource to get eaten up. The Jedi they're just digging a hole, digging a hole. So like you know like you, they just want to appeal to everybody though. Everybody wants to be a Jedi, right? Oh, I don't know why. All right. So okay. So like great red lightsabers. We get it. New trailer shows a guy with a lightsaber that's red, but also has like a crossbar that's red. Mm-hmm. I think that would burn my hand. I don't it know probably why. Probably would. Probably. So what about like the black outfits? That's like that's the most goth thing. And it's like we're just going to sit around a coffee shop and drink coffee and smoke cigarettes and be Sith. I don't know. I don't. I don't see anything wrong. With black. Black goes with everything. Uh, I mean, and and you can't really say that all oh, the Sith all dress in black. Look at Luke. Luke had a completely black outfit in Jedi. Yeah, but he, he was just like, now it's time to be badass. Oh, so so you're saying that black denotes you're a badass. So, I mean, what's wrong with wearing black then? I mean, I, okay, fine. He was just like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm done going to Tashi Station. It's time to wear some black. <laughs> it's time time to get real. Um, all right, you know what? You know what? Order 66. Like, what was the big deal? Like, that is a dark move to be like, screw all you fruity sabered guys. We're going to kill all you. Fruity Saber, I'm trademarking that. You can't have that. Fruity Saber? Fruity Saber. Yeah. Um, Order 66 was it was merely uh, a job, um, like, headhunt. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, the Jedi weren't on board. Um, Sidious or Palpatine in his position when he was, was, was setting everything up for the Republic slash Empire, you know, he had a lot of benefits lined up for, for people, um, you know, health care, uh, you know, wages, um, be- other benefits. I'm sure there was a space 401k involved. Um, space I read that. 401k. I, well, I read that they have a space 401k. Um, but the um, Order 66 was basically ink on the paper. You know, Sidious agreed to the clone's terms. He said, look, here's what we'll provide for you. Um, but here's the problem. The Jedi aren't on board, you know. And like any delicious omelet, you're going to have to break a few eggs, okay? I mean, they were literally... In, they were making this deal in a time of war. It's going to happen. Okay. So, so. okay, right. So then um, let, let's go into the force choke. That that cannot be viewed as a positive to be like, I'm, I'm going to reach across the room and grasp your windpipe. You know, the, everybody brings up the force choke. Everybody's like, oh, it's so violent. Oh, it looks so painful. But, I mean, Vader force chokes... Um, you know, several different admiral, admirals. And, I mean, I really don't think that Vader force-choked these guys. I mean, you, you look at the guy. He has a respiratory problem. <laughs> I, I, I've talked to him. He's sensitive about it. it to see someone gasping for air, it, 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 it just crushes him. Literally. So, literally. So, you know, I, you know, people say, oh, you know, he's, oh, he's magically crushing their windpipe. I'm like, why would he do that? He can't breathe himself. So, I mean, that's, 
So he's just like trying to bring everybody down to his level. Be like, listen. No, it's just propaganda. 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 It's 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 it's, th- it's there to make him look bad. So okay. So if, if the Sith are so like misunderstood, why did they take Indiana Jones and put him in carbonite? Okay. Let let me paint a picture for you. I know you don't have kids, so. So your daughter comes home, or you meet your daughter's new boyfriend for the first time. You find out he's a criminal. He smuggles drugs. He's also killed several government officials. I mean, what would you do? Would you let her keep dating him? Okay, fine. I mean, I, mean like, I would probably do the safest thing possible, and I would, I would probably try to turn him into the police. Or, I mean, Vader is pretty much, the, I guess, not the police, but, I mean, he had the means to keep his daughter safe. He took that initiative. So he's just all like, you know, I could let you date him, or I could just, like, put him on ice a little bit, let him cool down. Yeah. Yeah, so let him really think about things. Yeah. Okay. He, he didn't force choke him. <laughs> he's safe in the carbonite. That's true. Away from his daughter. I didn't think about that. I didn't think of old man Vader sitting on like you know a doorstep, like like uh, like polishing the lightsaber. That sounds like a euphemism. Polishing yeah, the lightsaber is <laughs> like got him, got to get her, got to get him back home by the twelfth parsec. That doesn't even make sense. But you know, just like got to get my daughter home. You know, like okay, fine, fine, fine. You know, the Sith maybe they aren't so bad. I, I don't know. Like the new movie, they kind of feel like they're going to be bad. Like, even though that guy's, what's his name? Rilo Ken? Uh, Ken Rilo? Rilo Ken? I always miss it. Kalo Ren? Kalo Ren? Yeah. I, great. I don't, I, I mean, you I know, name cr- credit to Abrams is like, I'm just going to roll some vowels and some consonants and come up with That's a name. That's all you really have to do for a yeah. lot of names it's in like, Star Wars. I'm going to ask a bunch of little kids, what would be a cool name? <laughs> Kit no. Fisto. Kit Fisto. <laughs> That's going to be a cool name. So, all right. So, um, all right. So maybe the Sith aren't so bad. So maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. Please like tweet us at um, Invading Podcast to Twitter, uh, Invading Podcast at Gmail. Uh, go to the Facebook. Tell us like why we're wrong, why we're right. Like you know, maybe maybe defend um, Luke and uh, the whiny Jedi. I yeah. don't know. Um, so uh, we're getting close to to wrapping things up. I I, I apologize we had to stop the the PR uh, bit uh, here for the Sith, but th- you know. That was a long time ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. A um, couple things just to point out, like so, uh, got Roar coming up, and I just my, my 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 friend Pat and uh, my friend Jason, they are premiering a short film that they did uh, as part. Like CSU has a filmmaking course, um, and everybody there, they got to make short films, and it's going to be showing at the the um, Atlas Cinema. Uh, Lakeshore 7 in Euclid this Friday. Okay. Um, they've done a short film called Relics, which I can only hope is a sequel to the movie Relic that was with that big museum monster that oh, attacked yeah, everybody yeah, and yeah, had I Michael Madsen in it. Don't think it's really a direct sequel. I can only wish it is. <laughs> um, but that movie's going to be there. It's free to go. Please go support the CSU students. Um, I'm, I may be there. I may have a scheduling thing. Um, but... <laughs> You guys didn't hear that. You didn't. You definitely did not hear the noise of uh, that. Do you hear that? I'm gonna tap that. You hear that? Oh, oh. I'm tapping that right now. Sorry. That's okay. That's my fault. Um, it's some gigawatts. It's going on right now. Um, so yeah, please go see that. Uh, we will have an episode next week. At some point, Joe is going off to the wonderful land of Vegas. Yes, I will be gone for a few days, and hopefully, we can get this third. Or is what we're calling this episode one? Yeah, this so is the episode one. Episode Episode two will be next week. Oh, and I, wait, wait, I, gotta, I have one more Star Wars thing I got to play real quick. Before you die, there is something you should know about us, Lone Star. I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. What's that make us? Absolutely nothing. All right, so that's the important thing to remember about Star Wars. Um, but yeah, anyway, please, uh, yeah, like I said, follow us on all the things that we talked about. Uh, this has been a really fun time. I do want to throw a shout out to brew kettle. Um, they made all the beers for free comic book day and I have been uh, perusing the dark helmet beer that they put out, uh, in, in honor of Rick Moranis, uh, telling Lone Star that he's not related to him whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. We'll throw up the, uh, we'll throw up the links to brew kettle on the pages. Um, I, I try to keep, if you have any questions about anything we talk about, um, I'll try my best to keep everything linked up on the page somewhere. 
um, for you guys to follow. Yeah. So, so next time, uh, a brief mention of what's going to happen next time, uh, we are going to do um, some, we're going to have a fun game coming up that is going to involve uh, a Russian roulette of sorts that I'm going to leave that out for you guys to speculate. Um, we will not be killing one another on the show, but part of our soul may die. So I'm just throwing it out there. So keep, keep tuned. Um, keep tuned. I don't know if that's even a thing, but stay tuned and it will be fun. I'm going to hit this and we're going to have uh, some music guide us on the way out. So may the force be with you. Yep. Support your local Sith <laughs> representative. Vote for them. I don't know. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.